Welcome to the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Podcast. We, of course, are listening to sermons from our pastor, Philip Kuntz. And with this, this week's sermon is Lord of Law and Order and of Peace, and it was preached originally June 14th of 2020. We invite you to visit us here at the Moment of Truth Bible Baptist Church, found at 310 Randolph Road in Kansas City, Missouri, just outside of Claycomo. Worship times are at 11 a.m. every Sunday, and of course, Sunday school begins at 9.30. We invite you, of course, to come by, say hello. And now, here is Pastor Philip Kuntz with Lord of Law and Order and of Peace. Please turn to the book of Matthew, chapter 22, verse 37. Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. God bless and honor the reading of his word, and you may be seated. I love the movie The Wizard of Oz. I always have. I've always loved that movie. I don't just love the movie. I love everything about it. I talked about it a while ago. I love it. And when I was a kid, The Wizard of Oz, it wasn't like it is now. Because when I was a kid, you pretty much just had that movie. You had the books, and you had a couple cartoons. Pretty badly animated, I must admit. Oh, I'm sorry, old, old companies. It's true. But the fact is, The Wizard of Oz was always a great movie. They showed it once a year on TV. I made a holiday of it. I used to have my mom make pizza. Boy, I loved it. It was great. And we'd sit there, and I'd watch it, and, oh, I'd dream about it. I loved it so much. I even have the soundtrack. My favorite scene of the whole movie is this tie that I bought. The, the scene where the scarecrow comes out, played by Ray Bolger. He's my favorite part of the whole movie. I loved him. I loved Ray Bolger so much, I was excited every time they used to play this uh, Dr. Pepper commercial. Maybe you remember, he used, to, he used to come out and sing, I'm a pepper, you're a pepper, wouldn't you like to be a pepper, dude? Y'all remember that? He, Ray Bolger was great. But either way, in that movie, I loved him as a scarecrow. He used to sing the song, If I Only Had a Brain. And I loved it. I'd sing it over and over again. Maybe I shouldn't have sung it so much. I even sang it in school once. I sang it in school in front of all the teachers and stuff. I probably shouldn't have sung that so much because uh, I used to be teased and made fun of and mocked all the time, and I had a learning disability uh, and even had to take a class of it, and I was teased told I didn't have a brain. Now, I, I, most of you know I had a learning disability. I told, told you before, and I always felt stupid. So that didn't help matters so much. Now, when I was 14 years old, I had my very first brain tumor. I kind of proved I had a brain, you would think. <laughs> it didn't help too much because I was still teased, but that's okay. I was made to feel brainless as a kid. I was made to feel brainless in school. But part of that was because I didn't go along with the flow of things in the sense that, in the sense that a lot of the teachers, uh, especially as a teenager, a lot of the teachers wanted to go along with social things. They wanted to go along saying that there was no God. They wanted to go along teaching things like that. I didn't agree with them. So therefore, because I did not fall for what they taught, I was called brainless. I was called these things and made to feel that way. However, it was because I didn't fall for the brainwash. And that is the title of today's sermon, The Brainwash. And we're going to talk about that. If I only had a brain. I felt that most of my life, if I only had a brain. I wrestled for years with that feeling, if I only had a brain. I felt stupid and insecure. All the students and teachers and professors and others mocked me, made fun of me. They would say things like, only idiots believe in God. There was a certain stigma of being a believer. Praise the Lord, there were some teachers later on, near my time of, of graduating, in which they would 
some teachers would come out with the students and pray when we start having prayer around the pole. I really appreciate that. If there are any of my teachers, one in particular, I'll say his name, Stephen Gorman. He was a great man who would come out and pray with us, hold our hands. He made it okay. He actually helped us to form a prayer class, uh, a prayer group, I meant to say, before school. He made it easy for us. I really appreciate someone like him. There weren't that many that would do that. So if it's a good Christian people like that. But most, most of the teachers and students would mock you, make you feel stupid, make you feel like you don't have a brain. The fact is this. I said this over and over again. I'll say it again. I'll continue to say it till the day I die. I believe in the Bible. I believe in creation. I believe in six days of creation, and we, God rested on the seventh. I believe that God created man and woman to be together. Uh, let me say that differently. Husband and wife to be together. God created that way. God made life, not evolution, no matter what the people who want to say there is no God wants to say. It was all created by life, and it was designed by God. This is what I believe. <clears throat> History tells us it's true. For 34 years, I went through my life feeling stupid and ignorant. I still wrestle with it, like many of you uh, others probably do the same. I wrestle with it. But for 34 years, I felt dumb. I felt that there was something truly, truly wrong with me. I started thinking that God was ashamed of me and that there was truly something wrong with my brain, that maybe there truly was something wrong with me because I've had, at that time, two brain surgeries and <laughs> had no idea there'd be five more. But that being said, I had the two brain surgeries, and I thought maybe there really was something physically wrong with my brain. I thought this. At the time, I was going to a place called Woodland Baptist, and my pastor was my Uncle Russell, Russell Hyatt, and he heard me saying all these things one day when I was at a pastor's breakfast. And so he took me aside. He and my right at the time, was Brother Joe Calvert, was with me. And he said this to me. Uh, Uncle Russell said, you, he goes, now listen to me. You need to hear this. He said, your brain is physically injured. You have physical brain problems. Physical. He said, but mentally, mentally, you have a beautiful, healthy, God-blessed, chosen, guided mind. He said, there is a difference. Don't listen to the enemy who's lying to you and saying that there's something truly wrong with you here, when in reality, what is wrong with you is physical, not mental, not spiritual. He said, don't listen to the lies of what the enemy is telling you. And folks, that was a big deal for me. That day, everything changed. That day, everything changed. Now, listen, when you get saved, you have the Holy Spirit within you. You, tr you truly do. Once you're saved, you have the Holy Spirit living within you. But that was a day that I told the Lord God, all right, Lord God, I believe in you. I'm already saved, of course. But, Lord God, whatever you want to do with me, I'm not letting anything hold me back. Whatever you want to do, do. That was a day, folks, in my pastor's, at the time, my Uncle Russell's office, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. There's a difference, being filled with the Holy Spirit overflowing, you could say, of the Holy Spirit. It's like having a cup where the water just keeps going over and over and over, never, never stopping. And that was the day, later that day, that I spoke in tongues. That was the day that the gifts came. That was the day because I said, nothing's going to stop me. I will not listen to the enemy. I will not listen to this world. That was the day my life truly changed because I was no longer going to be brainwashed by the people of the world who told me I was nothing. That was the day that everything changed. My life changed because my mindset changed. 
No more can we listen to the brainwashing of the world. It's not my mind. It's not your mind. We need to listen to God's mind. It's his brain that we need to listen to. Everything, once we get saved, needs to be handed over to the Lord. Everything that we have needs to belong to the Lord God. Everything. Now, you're human. I'm human. But what we have needs to belong to God. He can change us the way we think, the way we believe, the way we act, the way that we do things. We can hand ourselves to God and see what he can do. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable, but it doesn't mean that it can't happen. It seems unbelievable because we're looking with human eyes. But God can do all things. Amen? Amen. What does it say in Proverbs 3, 5? It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. That's right. Because if we lean to our own understanding, oh, nothing's going to be done. Nothing. Nothing. Because we have little bitty pea brains. Pastor, are you talking to me? I'm talking to all of us. Our little pea brains. I know. They cut me open. They said, there's hardly anything in there. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. But I will say this to all the geniuses out there, all the geniuses that think they're so smart, they're so smart, they're smarter than the Bible. No, you're not. You're not smarter than God. Nobody's smarter than God. He created the whole universe. What did you create? Nothing. Nothing. Oh, I did too. I created a man. I created a comic book character when I was 14 years old, right after my brain surgery. I created a comic book character who was a plumber. Oh, no, I didn't create that. That was... It's just nonsense. The fact is, is we don't create anything that isn't created. No, we just mess around and, and make up stuff. But God created. He's the creator. Created all things. It's God who takes us and changes things. We're to have the mind of God. We're to have the mind of God. How do we do that? By prayer. By studying the word. By studying the word. So that we can have our mind changed and keep our mind set on the Lord God. Philippians chapter 2. Verse 4 through 5 says, Let each of you look not only to your own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now we can look out for other people. How? Let this mind be in you all, which also is in Christ Jesus. So God can help others by helping you by how? Resetting our mind. So we can have the mind of Christ. Christ lives in you. So you can have the mind of Christ. Not the mind of us. By how? Through his word. Through prayer. That's how. Then there's Colossians 3, chapter 2. Or excuse me, Colossians chapter 3, verse 2. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth. Now, this is hard to do because we live on this earth. We do. We live on this earth. And so a lot of times we see what's happening in the world. So we watch the news. Well, here's the problem with the news, though. Especially nowadays, depending on which news you watch, I have to make myself turn the news off. I watch different ones. But to be truthful, I sometimes watch others just to laugh. But in truthfulness... There's a lot of narrative going on nowadays. What does that mean, narrative? They narrate you through things. It's humorous, though, because you can watch one story on four different channels, and if you watch one story, they're saying this per I won't say who. They'll say this person didn't say anything about this. He just wanted you to know this. Okay, but then you watch it on another network, and you'll see, no, this person did say this. He said this very thing that you said he didn't say on the other network, and... Or they say, he said this. Well, no, that's not what he said. That's what you're getting from what he said. It's ridiculous. Why? Because they're narrating you, trying to tell you what to think. Quit taking what others think and trying to tell you what to think. Get the word for yourself. 
Get the knowledge for yourself. Watch more than one, and then you'll know. Let the person speak for themselves, and then you'll know. Don't take other people's words for it, and, and especially do that with the Word of God. Don't take my word for it. What do you think I tell you where to look it up? Write it down. Look it up yourself. I do that. I don't say, well, God says to love one another. No, God says, and so and so and so and so. That's why you find out, not because Pastor Felt tells you or Brother Tony Evans or other wonderful preachers. I'm not, by the way, saying I'm a wonderful preacher. I'm not saying that. The other great ones, I'm not doing that. I'm not telling you just take my word for it. Take the word from the word. That's what you're to do. And let the Holy Spirit lead and guide you. And let the Holy Spirit tell you how to think. Not your spirit, not your emotions. The Holy Spirit will show you what's right. But the world's brain, the world's brain is the worst brain in the world. I'm, not, I'm talking about the whole world. The world's sinful brain is terrible because it tries to give you a narrative all the time, how to think, what to do. What, well, we've seen it. We've seen it. We see what's going on right now. Just look out in the streets right now. We've seen what's happened uh, at the beginning of this month. I told you what's going on in Seattle. We talked about it. We talked about Chaz. Well, what, what happened with Chaz? Well, Chaz became Chop. Chop got chopped into half of what it was, and now Chop is gone. Now you just have a few people there. You all know what's going on. You saw the people. They have the Capitol Hill Autonomous Zone, which then became Capitol Hill Organized, uh, whatever it was, uh, oh, whatever they called it. Uh, but all that being said, it doesn't really matter. The fact is it's not even in existence now. Now they've got a few people wandering around. They didn't want law. They didn't want order. But then they wanted law and order in their non-law and order zone. So now, now you have nothing. Why? Because it wasn't going to stand. It couldn't stand. They couldn't stand not having it stand. But anyway, the point is this. The world's brain makes no sense. It makes no sense. But you also have to remember, they don't have the Holy Spirit to lead and guide them. They don't have the Lord, and they don't have his word. They don't understand it when they do look at the word. They can't understand what it's saying. But you can. You can. Make sure that God's brain is the, the brain that is controlling you. That's what you need. The problem is we oftentimes have both. And we're listening to the wrong one because we a lot of times get involved with the crowd and we go with the mood. I'm not saying we, but we as the people. People will oftentimes go with the flow of what's happening. I've had people actually ask me, don't you think we should do this and do that like everyone else? No. What does it say in 2 Corinthians 4.4? 4? Listen to this now. Just talking about Satan, of course. The God of this world has binded the minds of those who do not believe, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them. They don't believe. They don't understand. They don't have what you have. But God has given you the ability to say no to going with the flow. How, how do we know that? Well, 2 Timothy 1.7, we're not going to read it, but it tells you you have the power of self-control because of the Holy Spirit. You have the power of self-control. You don't have to go along with them. You can say no. You don't have to say yes. Yeah, but they want me to. Well, say no. Say no. Don't be like the world. Be like the Word, the Word of God. Don't be a double-minded and unstable in all his ways person. It tells us that in James 1.8, <clears throat> that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. I'm going to give you an example of a double-minded man, one who is in the book of Exodus. His name was Aaron. Aaron was the older brother of Moses, and I like Aaron. I do. I like Aaron a lot. He was chosen of God. <clears throat> Excuse me. He was the first uh, high priest, chosen of God, 
used of God. A lot of times people don't think about that. They don't think about how uh, wonderful he was. He was. <clears throat> he was his older brother of Moses, first high priest. <clears throat> and the fact is, a lot of times in the movies and the cartoons and, and plays and things, they don't use Aaron the way he ought to be used. Because Aaron, by the way, he was the one who came forward to the Pharaoh uh, with Moses. It was his staff that was turned into a snake. It was his staff that touched the water and turned the water to blood. It was his staff that touched the water and the frogs came out. For the first three miracles, it was Aaron's staff that was used. Aaron was used of God for those first three times. But Aaron also got jealous of Moses. Aaron also was one who went with the crowd. When Moses went to the top of Mount Sinai, Aaron listened to the crowd of people. Aaron was worried that he was going to be hurt. Oh, don't, don't worry about the fact that God was with you, Aaron. Now, I realize that God was up there with Moses, but here's the thing. Do you think God is only on one mountain? This is God. God's with you, Aaron. God chose you, Aaron. But Aaron's listening to the crowd of people. Oh, but the people, they want a, a God like they've had all these years in their whole life in Egypt. So what does Aaron do? Bring me all your gold. Okay, they brought him all the gold. Oh, bring your earrings, bring, your, bring all your, your bracelets, bring everything. We're going to make you a God. So what does he do? He makes cattle. He makes a, a cow. And in this cow, what does he do? Out of gold. And, and they treat it like it's a God, and they're bowing to it. Well, we know what happens. You already know the story. He went with the flow. He went with the flow. He went with the crowd of people. He gave in to the popular opinions. He went with them. He started making a false god. He went with the flow. How many Christians even do that now? They go with the popular opinions. They know better. They know better. They, they have, but, but they're worse than, than Aaron. They're worse than Aaron. Why do you say that, Pastor? Because Aaron didn't have God living in him. Christians, you have God living in you. You have Jesus in you. Greater is he who's in you than he's in the world. Come on now. Come on. It's okay to say amen. It really is. I, thank you. I don't, I don't get offended. I don't get offended. I really don't. No, I'm offended now. No, I'm kidding. But still. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 4, 22 through 24 says this, that you put off the former way of life in the old nature, which is corrupt according to the deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. Be renewed in the spirit of your mind. And that you put on the new nature, which was created according to God in righteousness and true holiness. We're not to be the way of the world. We Christians need to know this. It's okay to love the people of the world. We're supposed to love them. We're not supposed to hate them, but we're not to be like them. Can you imagine right now if they came to Pastor Philip and they said, Pastor Philip, you're just like me. That's why we like you. No. Whoa, that'd be horrible. I said, Pastor Philip does love them, and I treat them with love and respect. I do. I don't talk down. They may see it like that. I hope they don't. But the fact is, is I, I do love them. I try to, to reach them right where they're at. But I don't come to them and say, hey, keep doing what you're doing. There's nothing wrong with that. No, because that's not how we're supposed to be. And I'm certainly not out there in the streets with them. Hey, let's, let's bust into Best Buy. By the way, I'm not saying, no, we're not to do that. No, no, we're to follow the law. We're to do what God would have us to do. Romans 12.2. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. 
I use that a lot. Why? Because it's something we have to do every day. Die to self. Get up. Do, be different. Be different than what your flesh wants you to be. I know you guys hear some of these say over and over again. Oh, he likes to use some of these same scriptures. You bet. I have to. What? To me, I have to do it. Because my flesh tells me sometimes to do something different. I say, shut up, flesh. Shut up. I'm going to renew my mind. So I have to do it. Renew my mind. If I only had a brain. No, the problem is I do have a brain. My brain sometimes wants to be a flesh. And I say, no, I'm going to give my brain to Jesus. That's what i got to do. But we don't have to continue. We don't have to continue to listen to the brain of the flesh, to that old brain. We don't have to do that. we got a brand new brain. So you guys think that I went in there seven times. And you think that they just continue to dig in there, dig in. The great thing is that I got a brand new brain when I was seven. Seven years before they cut me open, that new brain was given to me from Jesus Christ. And the thing is, every day he gives me a new brain. Oh, it's not easy. I sometimes have to have, a, have it, my brain <laughs> taken out right in the midst of the day. And God says, come on now, I'm going to give you another brain again. Come on. So how many brain surgeries have I had? Oh, I don't know, two or three every day. The point is, how many do you have? How many do you have to have? Do you have to have another one today? Probably. Well, you have to have a new brain. You're not brainwashed. No, you're not. You have to have a new brain. Well, we'll talk about that here in a minute. We have to have the Word given to us through the Holy Spirit. It needs to be washed and cleaned away, not because you're brainwashed, but the brain that you have has to be cleaned. That's why, because our soul has to be washed, like it was when we were saved, and our eyes have to be washed. The Bible says, scales, lifted away, cleaned away from our eyes so that we can see with the brand new brain that God gives us every day. Brand new brain. Brand new brain. Not our brain, but God's brain. Oh, I love it. I love to have God's brain. I'd rather have his brain than mine. You don't want to see all the stuff that's in my brain. He's like, what's he doing with all that worthless stuff up there? I mean, really? Look at all the TV shows up in there. What does he need all that for? Get out of that. No, let's get to the word. The important things. The important things. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, 3 through 6. For through though, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is complete. Now, that's wonderful. But 1 Corinthians, I'm going to get to that real quick. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 10 through 16 says this. Now, this is talking about wisdom. It's speaking about the wisdom. I mean, actually, if you ever want to read uh, pretty much the whole chapter, it's wonderful. But this speaks about wisdom, wisdom of the mind of God. And it says this, in God, excuse me, but God has revealed them to us by his spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yes, the deep things of God. For what man knows, for what man knows the things of a man, except the spirit of man, which is in him. Likewise, no one knows the things of God except the Spirit of God. Now we have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit which is of God, so that we might know the things that are freely given to us by God. These things also we proclaim, 
not in the words of which man's wisdom teaches. I'm going to say that again. Because keep in mind, the world doesn't understand you, but you can understand the world. But more importantly, you can understand the Lord through his word. Listen to this again. These things also we proclaim, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches, comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is not judged by anyone. For who has known the mind of the Lord that he might instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. Let's not misunderstand this. This doesn't mean, don't you judge me. Don't you come to me and talk to me. Don't you judge me. That's not what it means. What this means is they don't understand you. They don't understand you because you have the mind of Christ. They don't understand what you're saying because you have the mind of Christ. We are to have the mind of Christ. They don't understand what you're saying. They're on a whole other level, a lower level, but that doesn't mean because you're higher than them. But he who is in you is higher. Your brain is far above theirs because your brain is not yours. It's God's. Those poor people are brainwashed. Brainwashed by the enemy, just like you once were. And we need to pray for them every single day. Show love to them. Not accepting what they're saying, but show love to them. Help them. Help them. I used to go to meetings all the time, people who have brain damage, people who've had brain injuries, people who've gone through surgeries like me, people who suffer. It's not fun to, to have gone through all that stuff because phys I'm talking about the physical now. Those who hurt and sometimes have seizures, sometimes can't move everything right. Their brains have hurt them so bad that they can't move all of their physical abilities because of something that's going on, a nerve or whatever. But I'm going to tell you something. Most of those people were believers, and it helped them to believe. I will tell you this. I'll tell you this. Most of those people are far above the people who are physically well, especially those who don't believe. Because those who don't believe are spiritually, mentally inept. They are hurt. They can't walk right, talk right, do anything right spiritually because they don't have Christ in them. They have brain damage, and they don't even realize it. And instead of being hateful towards them and wanting bad things, well, then we should pray for them. We should want to help them. If you see someone who's handicapped, you don't think, oh, I don't like them. No. You should pray for them, want to help them. That's how we should feel about the people who are brainwashed. We should hope for them. Hope and pray that God will reach them. You alone can't do it, but by your actions you are known. By your actions, Christ can be seen. So we should pray that through you, Christ can be seen. That they can see that there's something greater in you. Because remember, greater is he who is in you than he is of the world. Remember that. You are not brainwashed. You have been saved. You have a brand new brain. Praise the Lord God. You have a brand new brain. You know my favorite part, besides the dancing part, as I mentioned earlier, the favorite part at the end of The Wizard of Oz, 
I love the fact that he found out he had a brain the whole time. He just didn't have a document to show it. Hallelujah. You know one of the greatest things about having my head cut open seven times? Prove that I had a brain. The teachers are too stupid to know it. I have a brain, teachers. I have a brain. I just don't have the same brain you have. Because I have the brain of God. I have the brain of God. Rejoice in the Lord always. Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let everyone come to know your gentleness. The Lord is at hand. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your request known to God. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with gratitude, make your request known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will protect your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is any praise, think on these things. There are many people who are brainwashed, but you're not one of them. Let God wash away the world's filth from your brain. Keep the mind clean. Let your soul be washed. Let your eyes be washed to see and think on the brand new mind with the brand new eyes of the Lord God. Or as it says in 1 John 4, 4, You are of God, little children, and have overcome them because he who is in you is what? Greater than he who is in the world. Let us now bow in prayer. Dear precious Heavenly Father, as we come to you today, Lord God, we thank you so much. We thank you so much for loving us and allowing us, Lord God, to see with your eyes, to think with your mind, not because of us and how great we are, but because of how great you are, Lord Jesus. We thank you for saving us, Lord, from our sins. We thank you, Lord God, for protecting us. Lord, I pray right now for every single person out there for those who do not know you, I pray this will be the day they come to know you. For those, Lord God, who need you now, who need you for whatever it might be, whether it be a physical problem, whether it be an emotional problem, whether it be, Lord God, they have been brainwashed their whole life, I pray for them. I pray they will see you love them. You want them. You want to take care of them. Lord, I pray for this, and I pray right now that your will be done, that their minds will be given to you, and that your mind will become theirs. I pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen.